All right, here's another episode of the podcast. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Today is a little interesting. Why is that? Well, I am in Chicago, actually. I'm here traveling for work, and I figured, you know what? I still have to get after it, even when I'm traveling. So, boom, another episode of the podcast. Here we go. Really excited to talk about today's topic, because I think a lot of us might face some of this uh, on a daily basis. At least I know I do. And the topic we're going to go through today is overcoming fear and doubt. And um, this is something that's been on my mind a lot. I don't know why, but I've had to make a lot of life changes recently and try new things and really put myself out there. It's been scary, but you know what? It's also been really awesome and I've learned a lot. I've grown a ton and it's actually, now that I think of it, it's it's more of like, a hey, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm growing and I'm developing and I'm getting better. So overcoming fear and doubt is something that I'm actually really excited to talk about because I think once anyone who overcomes any fear that they have or any doubt that they have about themselves, they're definitely going to grow and they're going to learn more about themselves. They're going to get better at what they do. And anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll just jump into it. So something that uh, I don't know too much about is the psychology of fear. But one thing that I do know is we're wired for survival. Our brains are. And what that means is that we want our lives to be easy, right? Or comfortable, not necessarily easy, but our brain makes us do things that, you know, are easy for us. Don't, don't make us challenge ourselves or do anything difficult. And what I mean by that, I'll give an example, is sometimes, you know, when we are um, tired or something like that, our brain says, hey, go sit down, <laughs> right? Like you want to live comfortably. It's just, you need to sustain your energy, go sit down or you're going to die. Because um, it thinks, you know, we might still be hunter gatherers. I really don't know the psychology behind it. So that's why I'm saying I'm not an expert on this part. But the point is, our brain gives us little tips and tricks here to uh, to take the easy road sometimes um, in order to survive and be better. So it's kind of interesting. But uh, there's like five real key things that I could really give advice about with overcoming fear and overcoming doubt, especially within yourself. The first tip and and kind of something that I I think about a lot is, is never pick goals where the stakes are low. And what I mean by that is it's really hard to find goals that uh, push you to grow um, and are yet still achievable. Uh, And and what I mean by that is, you know, you could say, okay, I want to go run a marathon but if you put a time on it, like I want to go run a marathon in two weeks, your body's probably going to punch you in the face or, or really give you a hard time. If you're not uh, trained and you're not actually ready to run that marathon, you're going to feel the the pains of that. So that's what I mean by, uh, you know, you have to find goals that are, are that push you to grow, but you have to achieve um, or that take time to achieve. So like putting out a plan to, to start a marathon is a lot better than just saying, hey. You know, I'm going to go run tomorrow. So I'm not saying do that. Don't do that. That's a bad call. <laughs> You're going to be feeling some pain. Uh, failing in a safe zone is just another clever way to holding yourself back. And what I mean by that, too, is like if you set goals that are too easy um, and you fail, then you're like, ah, dang it, I could have done that. Or if you set goals that you know you can't achieve, like you're going to go run a marathon in two weeks, be like, oh, man, yeah, no, <laughs> no human's ever going to be able to just not go from uh, running to something. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's no growth in the comfort zone. So you have to push yourself to grow 
but find things that you can do that you can achieve. And the last podcast I had JT on where we talked a little bit about that. He mentioned it was a, it was something that he said to himself where you start small and then you hold yourself to those commitments. And that's going to help you overcome fear and doubt and really develop self-confidence in yourself as you do start committing um, and keeping those commitments to yourself. Um, But there's this quote that I found that is from an anonymous person, but it says, by leaving your comfort zone behind and taking a leap of faith into something new, you find out who you were truly capable of becoming. And that's huge to me. So, you know, trying out new things and really testing yourself, that shows you who you really are. Um, oftentimes we limit who we, we think we are. And here's a good example of this. At this conference I'm at, um, my job is to not necessarily sell to clients, but to make introductions and, and start the conversation and, and ultimately um, get them through the sales process. So, yes, it is sales, but it's uh, more relationships and whatnot. But the, uh, the CRO of the company I work for, he's actually attending the show with me. And that to me is a terrifying thought. Okay. He's my boss's boss's boss. <laughs> and I really respect him. I really look up to this guy. And um, I want to, you know, do a good job and, and put a good side of the company. I want to make the company proud that they're sending people like me out to go talk to companies and clients and partners and booths and whatnot, whatever I'm doing out here. Uh, and with that said, <laughs> he's been walking the floor with me and he's been listening in on my pitches. Um, he's also been giving me advice about the stuff. I've been asking him questions, but that thought, like when I first thought about it was terrifying. Okay. This guy, he's my boss's boss's boss. He's going to be walking around with me, listening to how I am. Um, I've been at the company for about a year, so like there's still a lot that I don't know that I'm still trying to catch up on and learn. So I'm not saying I'm any subject matter expert by any chance, but I'm going to have this guy coming with me. So I wanted to prepare and I knew that this was going to happen. And so I, I did all that I could. I actually, I invested in an iPad and, and, and pulled data reports and all these other things that um, I came prepared to talk to some of these booths about, some of these partners about. and. Um, you know what? It actually worked out really well. It was well received by the people that I showed the information to. And the CRO said, hey, that that was a good job. And initially I was terrified. But after I prepared, I did the work and I was ready for it. And he followed me around, gave me some feedback. I was willing to listen to it. And I overcame those feelings of doubt and fear. It was actually a great experience. I feel like we have a better relationship now. He trusts me, I hope. And it was just overcoming that initial fear. And that was the other thing too. And this leads into number two, the second point I want to bring up about overcoming fear and doubt is that no one is rooting for you to fail. No one wants you to fail. No one has the time or even thought process to say, Hey, you know what? Ah, dang. I really wish that guy, you know, wasn't doing what he was doing. And that might be the case. Someone might have those thoughts, but if, if that is, if someone does, you probably don't want those people in your life. So that's cool. Let them have those thoughts. Um, I mean, the big, biggest thing that I can relate to on this topic is this podcast. Like, as much as I think about it, to me, I don't know. I feel like it's cringy at times, to be completely honest. 
because like, I don't know, I'm out here telling people, Hey, you got to overcome your own feelings of fear and doubt when I have these feelings myself, but you know what, this is a podcast and it's passion. It's a passion of mine. I want to do it. And it's something, you know, it, no one's rooting for me to fail. There might be someone out there who's like, that's kind of weird that he's doing a podcast, but no one says, I wish Brett was terrible at what he did. I wish he never had a podcast. And if that's the case, that's cool. I actually want to meet you. Um, come talk to me. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> um, I mean, like people have their own issues. They're solving themselves and they don't have the bandwidth to worry about all the as- aspects of your own life. And this is a good thing. I mean, the world is big, but you're small. Uh, what that means is you can really chase your dreams with little uh, worry about what other people are thinking. Because if you chase your dreams and you fail, uh, not a lot of people are actually going to know except for you. And with that said, if you're not learning from those uh, failures or if you're not trying to get better after you do fail, then that's on you. Like no one's rooting for you to fail. It's a quick one, but true. And then tying into that as well as we all are beginners. No matter what you're doing in the the beginning, you're a beginner. (laughs) You don't know what you're doing. And that goes into kind of what like my mindset was when the CRO of of the company I work for was walking the floor with me as I was like, you know what? I'm a beginner now, or I'm still relatively new to the sales organization. I'm going to learn as much as I can from him. And I think he understands the fact that, you know, I've only been to the company for 11 months. Um, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, we're all rookies in the beginning. Um, another great, you know, example of this is this podcast. I'm still a rookie at this thing. I think I'm only 20, or no, I might not even be 20 episodes in. I think I'm only 16 now. This is episode 16, I think. But if you want to start something, you you start at the beginning and you have to progress. You have to learn. The value is learning lessons while you begin to start something new. That's really where the value is. And the more that I, I, I research podcasts, the, the more interested I get in certain topics, uh, the more things that I, I want to discuss. And um. I mean, feelings of fear and uncertainty always have a way of making you feel unprepared for things. You know, like, for example, um, if I was taking my podcast, like if we're, if we're going through this scenario, I could have told myself, you know what, I need the best equipment before I actually start. So I'm going to save up before I actually launch a podcast. Turns out that's not the case. I'm recording this on a $20 mic um, in my hotel room in Chicago on my iPhone. Uh, it's pretty cheap. So that's a uh, no barrier entry there. Um, And then the other thing I would tell myself is like, hey, who am I uh, to tell people that they're supposed to get after it? Like, Who's Brett Russell? I don't know. Someone, some 25-year-old kid. But you know what? It's a message that I'm proud of. So I'm going to keep promoting it. And the other thing I I could have told myself is, hey, what if I don't add value to people's lives? You know what? I could just be making a useless podcast. That's true. Or I could be learning lessons for myself. And this could almost be just like a, if no one listens to it, hey, it's cool. It's kind of like a, a journal I'm just throwing out there, whatever. But um, the question I always ask myself now after, you know, going through these things, learning some of these lessons uh, is is asking yourself, hey, how long will you put off what you're capable of doing just to maintain your comfort? And then the other question to follow up on that is, what is the outcome of inaction? Some would call that opportunity cost, but you know what? Whatever's easiest for you. 
what's the thought or what is the outcome of, of inaction, of not taking action, of not doing what you think that you could to start chasing your dreams? It's kind of scary. Uh, number four is kind of a, it's a different topic, but, you know, stop making uncertain things certain. And what I mean by that is who says you're going to fail? Like if, if you want to try something new, there's no one out there that's actually planning on on being someone who's going to be fighting against you, right? Um, just because someone else got rejected from that job doesn't mean that you will. You know what I mean? So, for example, if you're an author and you wanted to submit your book to a publisher, but your friend is also an author and they submitted a book to the same publisher that you were going to, and all of a sudden they didn't get accepted or their book didn't get published, they hated your friend's book, doesn't mean they're going to hate yours. Uh, maybe you've tried to lose weight in the past, but that doesn't mean you can't lose it now. You know, you might have tried and said, that's way too hard. I'll never be able to lose weight. I'll never be able to eat healthy. I hate that kind of food. But hey, things change. You can learn better recipes. There's so many workouts. You can go find something that you enjoy doing that gets you active. Um, you're not destined to fail. Like, stop acting like failure is certain because it's not. And you'll never know until you try. And this is the most important part of overcoming fear and doubt, in my own opinion. And the, that is the fact that the only real failure is not taking action in the first place. We all deal with feelings of fear, uncertainty, vulnerability, and unfortunately, most of us let those feelings dictate our own actions. So it's, it's true, though. Like, think about it. If you're trying to start something new, if you're going to go, you know, eat a, a, a new food, let's, let's take that, for example. You, you go to a sushi restaurant, and they have something called unagi. And that's saltwater or freshwater eel, I'm pretty sure is what that is. And uh, it could be your favorite food, but you'll never know until you try. And uh, unfortunately, most of us, like I said, let feelings of fear dictate our, our actions. So you could be like, oh, you know what? Unagi sounds interesting, but uh, it is freshwater eel and eels are slimy and scary and I'm not into that. Uh, no, thank you. So not going to try it this time. But in reality, if you did try it, it would be absolutely delicious. Really bad example, but you, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, the simple decision to act is often enough to separate you from most people. Say it again. The simple decision to act is often enough to separate you from most people. Most people don't try new things or try hard things or try and or really push themselves. That's honestly it. You don't need to be great at what you do. You just have to be the one person who actually does it, right? Um, or decides to do it. That could be a, a wide variety of things. I'm not just saying it has anything to do with professional things, physical things. This applies to all aspects of life. You can enjoy a lot of success by doing things that most people make excuses to avoid. A great example of this is, and I'm sorry, I always bring this up, is the gym, right? So many people make excuses not to go. I'm too tired. I don't want to wake up early. I don't really like doing cardio or lifting weights. It's hard. Um, I'm not the best at it. If I go to the gym, I'm going to look like a clown. I'm not going to fit in all these things. We tell ourselves weird excuses. 
But in reality, if you are willing to put yourself out there and push yourself a little bit and really try to drive success for yourself, and if that means going to the gym and, and exercising and, and just taking that initial step and starting slow, then you're going to enjoy the success of being healthy and having a fit body. Um, that is a success. And the failure there, there is none. There's no failure. Um, I talked to my friend Mitch, and he brought up the good example of uh, like a staircase almost. And every step on the staircase is a failure until you reach the top and it, it is success. Kind of an interesting analogy, but basically he was saying every time you fail, you step up a little bit and you keep growing, keep going. You work towards that success and that success can look like anything for a lot of people. Um, But that's kind of what's what's interesting to me. And you'll hear it from like marathon runners or people who study extremely hard or try difficult things. They always say, you know what? It was the journey. That's where I learned the most. You know, when people finish a marathon, they're excited because they trained forever. It took them so long. It's not because they ran 26.2 miles. It's because they pushed themselves and they they tried and they set a goal and they finally reached it. And that's what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy like a marathon. Start with a book. You want to read a book? You want to get a little bit smarter? Okay. Then find a book and read one page a day until you feel comfortable enough to finish the whole thing. Um, you might read five sentences a day and consider that a failure. Well, guess what? You don't want to fail? Keep reading. Again, this is a really bad example. <laughs> this is a bad example. But I hope you understand what I'm saying again here. It's like, it's not about just achieving the goal. If someone um, you know, came to you and, and gave you a million dollars, you would not value that as much as if you were to work hours and hours and years to develop that money, right? You'd probably spend it a lot differently then than you would if someone was just to give it to you as a gift or something. That'd be kind of nice. Take a nice vacation, maybe get a nice car. I'd probably get a like a Nissan GTR. Like, I don't know, maybe uh, I like the R34s. You know, the one that Paul Walker uh, drives in. I'm pretty sure it's Fast and Furious too. Too Fast, Too Furious, baby. And um, that's one of my favorite ones, but he drives a really cool R34 Skyline GTR. That's probably what I would buy uh, if I was just get a gift of a million dollars. Anyways, not sure why I'm bringing that up, but what I'm trying to say, <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. I'm sorry. But life is not meant to be comfortable. And when you think about what the outcome of comfort is, it's honestly nothing. Like failure and success have to be present in order to con- to understand and experience life. Failure is not an outcome. It's actually part of success. And these failures you face are steps on the path towards growth and becoming who you know that you really can be. Becoming is is part of life, right? That's our entire journey is getting better, learning, and putting forth steps to apply those principles and and lessons that we have learned. Um, An uncomfortable life honestly creates a life of endless prosperity. I'll say that again because like, it's true. And I want you to think about that. An uncomfortable life creates endless prosperity. No one's going to give everything, anything to you. It's kind of all on you. I had this realization when I moved up to Utah. Um, to be completely honest, I relied a lot on my parents. And when I moved up to Utah, I was on my own. I had no one to save me. 
you know, it's all on me. And if I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like whatever. I moved up to Utah, but I wanted a comfortable life and I was laying in bed all day. I would probably be homeless, right? Living a comfortable life is not actually comfortable. It's actually stressful because then you have to worry about money. You have to worry about, you know, your health. You have to worry about all these different things that are not good. Honestly, a comfortable life leads to a more uncomfortable life. You're not going to feel good when you're, you know, your joints are, are hurting after eating certain foods or uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what the good example there is, but I, I, I firmly believe that if you want to live an uncomfortable life, you're going to be successful. And if you're willing to do it, then you're fine. Be strong, get through it, learn some lessons, and you're going to realize what you can do. We always limit ourselves. We always do. I'm the worst at it. I actually, I uh, I started dating my girlfriend and she helped me a ton. Ever since I started dating her, she's she's helped me a lot with self-confidence and, and really feeling like I'm, you know, worth something, right? And because of that, like I've, I've, I've applied those principles and be like, you know what? If someone's telling me that, I got to believe in myself. All I'm trying to say here is that she's really helped me improve my own self-confidence. And because of that, I feel like I, I've, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. And I've been able to apply myself more and challenge myself more, really push my boundaries. And so before then, it was I was like focused on a lot of negative self-talk, right? And it wasn't good. And um, all I'm saying is it's important to remember these lessons and remember um, what we are capable of. Remember that failure is not a failure and we can do a lot more than we think we can. You can do a lot more than you think you can. You just got to believe that in yourself. I, uh, <clears throat> this is kind of a, an like, I love this story, but my, my girlfriend's mom, she listened to the, actually the podcast with JT on there. The last one that I recorded and, um, in there, you know, JT tells a story where he started running just a quarter mile every day. And he looked at his mom once and goes, you know what? I'm a runner now. I'm running every day. I'm a runner. And he um, kept doing it. Now he's a triathlete. But anyways, the the point of this story that I'm trying to make is my girlfriend's mom, um, she went on a run the other day. She told herself she was a runner. And then she went on a run the next day. And the same thing. She got excited. She sent pictures to, to, to my girlfriend and said, hey, look where, look where I'm at. I'm a runner. I'm an athlete. And to me, I think that was, that was so cool. You know, it's just people trying to really push themselves or, or try new things and, and being willing to fail. Be will, like, don't be scared to fail. Failure is good. And it's not failing unless you look at it that way. It's learning. And, uh, Tying back the story to the CRO, I failed a lot in front of him. I said certain things that I wasn't, you know, not supposed to say, but um, that I could have said better. And he gave me feedback. And so in my mind, I could be like, dang, you know what? He saw me say these certain things and it wasn't the best, but he probably looks at me like this now. Instead, I'm going to say, okay, well, he gave me this really good feedback. Next time I go pitch, I'm going to use that. I'm going to tell, you know, these people what he told me. And uh, to tie it all in, you know what? 
You're more capable than you think you are. If you're listening to this podcast, I need you to know that. You are more capable than you think you are. You can achieve a lot more than you think you can. Put yourself out there. Be willing to fail. Be willing to experience that pain. Because once you experience that pain and you get through it and you learn, there's something great on the other side. Believe that and apply it. And uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. I know this one's a little interesting because I'm on the road, but you know what? We got to get things done. We got to try new things. That's what life's about. Try new things. My favorite, uh, I, I, I usually leave everyone with a quote and the quote I'm going to leave is one of my family mottos and it's, Hey, we'll try anything once. So go try something new today. Do something that scares you. And, uh, also, if you know anyone with a uh, R34 Skyline GTR that Paul Walker drives in, in Too Fast, Too Furious, please send me a DM uh, via Instagram, please. And uh, we can have a conversation. Go get after it.